welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, tries to learn science from her water-drinking brother, Normal Ron. Normal Ron. Hi, Ron. Hey, how's it going? You don't say hello, I'm Ron anymore. Hello, I'm Ron. I like that bit. Um, I'm good. I've got Dad here at the moment. And just recorded Agony Dad? We have. We've just recorded an episode of Agony Dad for the Patreon. So thank you to everybody that sent in their requests for domestic or emotional problems. Uh, We've solved them all. That is in the record now and um, will be going out later in the year. So if you want to listen to our dad solving everybody's problems with us, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Lex Education. Um... Ron, normally we'd give a quick rundown of what was going to be in the episode, but neither of us have listened to it, and the title is something about woodlice, and we can't remember ever discussing woodlice. No, so... the the summary notes that you've you, that you made when you've um, done the editing are like trying to read hieroglyphics. I've got no idea what this episode. Hey, about. it might not be the fault of the notes. It might be that the episode is like listening to hieroglyphics. Laura is sick and Ron has fat tongue. A fat tongue. A fat tongue. Um well that bit's accurate probably. Yeah, it the only notes I've made in the summary of what we covered is covering what an eye on a metal and isotope is. So I hope that didn't take us all episode. But it might have done. Hey, you're about to find out. So listen, um, thank you very much, everybody, for all your chat this week. It's been a lovely week of of chat and nonsense. Um, Talking about Love Island results. The poll is still open as to which couples won the animal Love Island. So we might have to cover that next week. And we will. And we will. Ron's very invested. Um, We've got a thank you to Becky. We just got a Twitter DM. Oh, yeah, read it now while Ooh! we're recording. Why not, Rom? Cheerful Earful Podcast Festival. Oh, let's do a podcast festival. Oh, my. Um, thank you, Becky, for emailing us. Um, Becky is binge listening and catching up, so I don't know if she's here yet. But, hey, here's a little Easter egg for you when you get here. Thank you for the email. Ron loves emails. Um, Becky suggests a bonus episode where Ron has to explain plasma to Laura. Um, we could maybe do it as one of the Detentron episodes and I could explain it to you, Ron. Yeah, I've quite had my fill of explaining things to you. To All right, we'll put that on the list to do as a as an extracurricular Detentron. I will learn what plasma is. And she says the physics kind, not the blood kind. To be honest, I'd be learning a lot in that episode as well. Well, you already I'll... did in the other ones I taught you. We've already recorded Fire and Glass fire and glass you learned loads yeah yeah um so there you go so if you want to hear that episode plus agony dad all coming up in the future jump on the patreon we're only asking three pounds a month and it really helps us to support the podcast keep it going mean that we'll be doing it forever we're like those talking donkeys on the podcast on the adverts you know that just just three pounds a month can keep laura and ron in hosting fees on captivate yeah um and like think about that value for money it's excellent. We we put out hour upon hour really excellent content. And it's not much. No. Really. It's not a lot to ask. It's not a lot at all. So here you go. Enjoy an hour of that excellent content right now. Ron. Hello. Listen, I'm going to be straight up with you, Ron. I'm very sick. And it's a downstairs recording episode, which means I've got a fruit bowl. 
I don't hold out high hopes for this going well. And I've got a fat tongue that can't <laughs> speak. So. <laughs> I love that, like, actual diehard listeners to get all of the understanding of this would have to be listening to 10 episodes ago's intro, last week's quiz, and today's <laughs> lesson in order to have the full context of whatever's going on. Yeah, it's like Christopher Nolan uh, produced our yeah. podcast. You've got to piece it together <laughs> over time. Um, what are you doing? Excuse you. Milky's seen a fly and she just did a flip. Ah, oh, she's the coolest acrobatic cat. So. Is chemistry going to get good soon? Because I feel like chemistry has been terrible forever. Uh, I don't really know what you like in chemistry. Oh, just stuff that's a bit more spicy than just math sums. No maths today. Well, that's good. Uh, we're going to be... I think we... Oh, um, I think we talked a little <laughs> bit about this last time. Um, and we're going to be going through the reactivity of methods. No, you can't talk like that. I'm not going to listen. I just want to talk without losing my teeth. Well, then, no. We can't do a podcast. <laughs> we can do a dance, but that's it. <laughs> okay, um... Um, Have you got any cotton wool or something you can put over your teeth? I could get like a gum shield, I guess. But the problem isn't the teeth. The problem is my fat, fat tongue. (laughs) What about if you, like, just keep your mouth really wide open like a very posh person? Okay. Ow, no. Because then the tongue moves to compensate. What about, has, has Judith got any scrunchies anyway? You could wrap it round your tongue like a little tongue bandage. But I need the tongue to speak. Yeah. But it's the front of the tongue that makes the sounds, isn't it? The back of it's not busy. I think it's all one <laughs> instrument. No. I'm going to pour some water now. Oh, cool. The listeners have missed hearing you drink. <laughs> never met anybody that makes such a palaver about having a drink but you said that you wanted me to bring a glass yeah but just bring it full i don't understand why all your I've water needs to cancel the water <laughs> you're so, such a thirsty boy i drink a lot of water laura i'm sweating and drink half a glass a day like you oh give over i'm not drinking half a glass every day I haven't drunk any water for days. That's bad. Yeah. You've come to this and you've said, oh, I feel like shit. I feel ill. I can't concentrate. (laughs) And it might be because you're not taking the most basic care of yourself. No, it's because I've got a cold. That's nothing to do with having water. That means I'm full of pathogens. Yeah, but literally the first thing anyone tells you when you've got any kind of illness is drink lots of fluids. Why? Because you need water to live. (laughs) I have tea. There's water in tea. It's a diuretic. It makes you piss. So... It's not as hydrating. Yeah, but it is some hydrating. A little bit. Well, then I reckon... Drink some water. I hate water. Water's great. No, stop. I think it's you who've put me off water. You and your smug little face always drinking your water. Stop giving your tongue a little spa bath. I needed it. That was actually <laughs> really nice. Um, 
full flu and you've bitten your tongue and you're the one here getting more sympathy. Well, yeah, because I've actually got a job during this podcast. Ah, and I haven't. I'm trying to absorb all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, you do have a job, I guess, but you don't have a driving job, you know? No. You're in the passenger seat. You're putting on playlists. Well, you're, you're, you're but I handing... think I'm putting on playlists and I am the playlists. Yeah, and you're, you know, you're you're handing me sweets when I need sweets <laughs> and you're in, um, passing me things. You're, you're looking at my phone if it goes off, but I'm driving. Can you drive? No. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> uh. I actually... Never learnt to drive because it's bad for the environment. No, you didn't. That's not yeah, true. I don't now, know why you didn't op- learn to drive, but public opinion didn't. has caught up, and I'm now in the right. <laughs> right. What are we learning today? Chemistry. Yeah, I know uh, chemistry, but tell me what. Um, so we're going to be doing the reactivity of metals. Ooh, that sounds good. Yes. Uh, it will be quite interesting. It's going to build on stuff that we've done before. Oh, no, that's never good. Yeah, but early stuff, the stuff that you still had enthusiasm and vigour for. Okay. Put down the fruit. Do you know what fruit this is? Uh, it's two ne- nectarines. Yeah, nectarines. I've got so much fruit today because you told me off for having no fruit. Two nectarines, a green apple, a red apple... Four kiwi fruits and a clump of bananas. I didn't tell you off for not having fruit. I said they're going away. <laughs> like you, you said basically like, oh, we're going away, so we haven't bought any fruit for ages. No, I didn't. You <laughs> assumed that because I said we didn't have any fruit in the house because we were going away like the next day, and then you said, oh, you're going away in July, so you haven't bought fruit since March. And was I right? No, I love fruit. It's vegetables that can suck my dick. I love vegetables too. Vegetables and water. They're just not necessary. Um, Sorry, gnocchi's getting involved. (laughs) (laughs) Please, gnocchi, this is all seconds away from falling over. Um, Yeah, so we're doing the reactivity of metals. Um, the first thing that we're gonna uh, do, you, uh, tell me what a metal is, Laura. Definition of a metal. Rattle it off. Pow. Oh yeah. Is a positive isotope? No, not an isotope. What's an isotope? I don't know. <laughs> no, I do. Wait, wait, wait. Is isotope a thing with different neurons in it? A different, if it's, it's the variation of neurons inside an atom is, an, is a different isotope of the same atom. It's not neurons, though, is it? Isn't it? No, because neurons are the things that are in your brain. Oh, um, neutrons. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, well, I don't know what that is. Um, what is a Didn't metal? Did we talk about this last week? Jimmy Neutron. James Chadwick, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Maybe. Ron, I, I can't even begin to tell you how mushy my brain is. I filmed Mastermind between this and last week, and so all information that did not pertain to me not embarrassing myself on national television has gone out of my head. 
A metal. Yeah. It's something to do with the... Yeah, you're just using the wrong word. So it is a positive something? Yeah. There's uh, like three words. Molecule? No. <laughs> ion. Yeah. <laughs> metal is a positive ion. Oh, goodness me. I'm just going to write down atoms are different cells again, just to... Oh, that says potive. Uh, I'll know what it means. <coughs> Maybe you write down what an ion is. Ion is an electrical electron. Something has lo- gained an electron. Or? Lost an electron. Therefore? Has a charge. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Oh, God, I've, I haven't even finished defining the topic and my laptop's already locked itself through <laughs> lack of use. But I have got it all right so far. Yeah, we're on episode 34. We covered this in episode two. Rana! <laughs> but, actually, hey. Hey. <laughs> the thing is... The words are very difficult for me to hold on to because they don't mean anything. Ion, I'm just about getting to grips with since I came up with my idea of an ion and an iron being similar and needing electricity. (laughs) (laughs) And that is working wonders for me. Um, You continue. So we know what a metal is now. It's got we a know charge. What... And it pulls its electrons. No, it doesn't have a charge. You said it was a positive ion. No, a metal is an element that forms a positive ion. Oh. Right, hang on, because I've written down a metal is a positive <laughs> ion. So, uh, metal... Let me just let Nyoki... Well, you write is... everything down. <laughs> I will go and let Nyoki out of the room. element that... Forms a positive ion. My whole head feels like it's full of grass. May as well be. <laughs> it's like a little meadow in there. No, it's a, it's a brown site <laughs> that they can't develop on because there's like some fucking endangered species of woodlouse under this turds. <laughs> Yeah, but there's, like, a really small number of people in the world who fucking love those woodlice. And as soon as I gather enough of them together, I'm going to be a superstar. (laughs) (laughs) All I need is 30 to 50,000 more people with an absolute bog on for woodlice. And it's all going to come up, Laura. God, you're so noisy in the drinking. Yes, my tongue is massive. It's reverberating. Hey, sound up in the comments. Would you rather have a woodlouse turd brain or a massive tongue? Let us know. Right, so metal oxides. We know one metal oxide very well. Rust, iron oxide. Rust, exactly. Boat cancer, according to the dad from Step Brothers. Yeah. 
metals react with oxygen. Oxygen is a non-metal, therefore it forms a... Oxide. No, it forms a... Molecule. <laughs> Negative ion. Yes. So metals, metals, form... metals form positive ions and everything else forms negative ions. Literally the definition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so me- metals always lose their electrons and everything else always takes them. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, this is brand new information. No, we, we did a lesson on this. No, I don't think we said it like that, though. <laughs> we did, because it's just what it is. <laughs> maybe maybe it's all going to be clearer while I've got a cold. <laughs> maybe if I just stay in a permanent state of infection, I'll be a genius. No, this isn't you being a genius. <laughs> this is basic recall of simple facts that we've gone over like three or four times. <laughs> so metals always lose electrons, everything else always gain. All right. Yeah, remember, because the metals are on the left-hand side, they've only got like a couple of electrons. What? Think about your sodium. Like your... what? The periodic table where we keep them all. <laughs> Wowzers. Tr- oh, wouldn't that be cute to have on the wall? Like a little boxes and you're just a bit of each one in, in little tubes. Been done. In, is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um... <laughs> <laughs> tell you what this cold is doing. You've just got the confidence for some reason today. <laughs> thinking that it's like... <laughs> Whoa, it's just, wow. What a connection. All of the metals are losing their electrons. So, but hydrogen's not a metal. No. That's on the left. It's the one exception because it is just... This is where they fucking get you, isn't it? With the exceptions. It's like a service charge. What I think this cold might have done is I think you might have just just fallen off the bottom of the Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> also, the metals go on way more than the left. They go right over the halfway point, well into the right. Mm-hmm. They go right up to number 12. Mm-hmm. They don't always lose all of the... And even further though. than that, aluminium's a metal. Yeah. So it's tin and lead. Yeah. All these famous metals that you've heard of in real life. Yeah, well, what are you talking about then? They're all on the left. Yeah, and then they have non-metals to the right of them. Yeah. Stuck in the middle with bismuth. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're not on the right, are they? Well, they are. No. The noble gases are on the right, and then there are some non-metals. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's not to say that all the met- Anyway, this is irrelevant. What? All of the metals, the block of metals, is on the left. Most things are metal. Yeah. <laughs> you are being sassy. Yeah, but this is part of the problem, is I come off like the villain every week. <laughs> because, because it's like, why is Ron getting so frustrated? Laura's just like, <laughs> Laura's trying her best. She's learning this all. It's because we've been through this. 
Ron, I don't know what you thought was going to happen here, that you were going to tell me once and I was going to be like, fuck me, I'm a queen of science now, and then we'd move on. Somewhat. No. If I taught you how to drive, we wouldn't get in the car once and then you'd know how to do it. Yeah, but I also wouldn't get in after 34 (laughs) weeks of training and then be like, Laura... The accelerator makes us go forward, actually? Maybe you would. Maybe that would be the place where you're not smart. Oh, I'm not smart in cars. That's why I've never learned how to drive. <laughs> well, Maybe that season two, Ron learns how to drive. <laughs> when we get our television um, contract deal, that's the word I was looking for. It was hiding under a woodlot. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> oxygen's a non-metal, forms a negative ion. Metals are metals, form positive ions. Yep. So, do all metals oxygen, rust? Uh, they all form metal oxides, which is what we're talking about now. Yeah. Mm. Um. Tin oxide. We call this an oxidation reaction because the metal. Gains in oxygen. Okay? Yes. It's been oxidised. Now, put the fruit down. Yes. <laughs> You're rubbing it on the microphone. It was really nice and cool on my cheeks. Later, <laughs> we're going to talk about oxidation reactions that don't involve oxygen. Did you ever used to, when you were little, like, like I'd pretend I was putting blusher on because I was rubbing something red on my face? Nah, I'm a boy. I'm, <laughs> so. None of that gay shit. <laughs> oh, the Guitar World Ugh. Cup's really had an effect on you, Ron. <laughs> you used to be such an ally. Yeah, I actually think that uh, shredding that money was... Uh, it could have gone to some poor people somewhere. Uh, absolutely worthless. Anywho, um, uh, what are we talking about? Um, we just talked about a lot of topical things for right now, 22nd of November, but this is going out in, like, February 2023. Yeah, the Lambrats are used to that now, though. Yeah. It's a fun um, little time capsule. Mm, the zeitgeist. The plan was that we talk about topical stuff in the intros and outros, but then we always forget. They always descend into nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Uh, at least that's not topical. <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> anyway, the opposite of an oxidation reaction is a reduction. Hands on faces, aren't writing notes. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean anything. It does. What does what did you say? Oxidation is reduction. The, no, I, I said the opposite of that. What did you say? I said that the opposite of an oxidation reaction is called a reduction. Ugh. Uh. This will come up again. <laughs> I want to try and write opposite upside down. I like it when you say this will come up again. It's like watching a film where the exposition's real bad, you know? <laughs> you like in Love Actually where they're like, oh, what should we get mum this year? I feel like we've been bad brothers this year. We are brothers from the same woman. 
this will come up again. Students <laughs> should know Colin Firth's wife is banging his brother. Told you it would come up again. You started on your Christmas films early. Look. No, but I hate love, actually. I just think the script is so shonky. Yeah. Um... I would like, I would like love actually if you could just toggle on and off the the storylines that you wanted. Yeah, just toggle all of them off except Emma Thompson. Except Emma Thompson and uh, Bill Nye. Yeah. Yoki, do you want to come in again? She's so needy. Um, it's it's fifteen minutes past her food time. To be fair. Right. Okay. How long have we been going? 20 minutes. Fuck me. Well, you're not trying to teach me anything. I am. Well, I've written down everything. What's a reduction reaction? The opposite of an oxidation reaction. Okay, but what does it mean in in terms of what the reaction is? I don't know. You haven't told me that bit yet. Well, I told you what an oxidation reaction is. That's getting rusty. Yeah. Right. So what's a reduction? Rust going away. <laughs> I guess it loses oxygen out of the metal. Yeah. How did it have oxygen in there in the first place? Because there was an oxidation reaction. <laughs> so the next bit that we're going to move on to is called the reactivity series. Okay. Basically, the reactivity of any metal is related to its tendency to form positive ions because obviously metals don't form molecular bonds with things so all the bonds that they have to form will either be um, the metallic bonds but if they're doing that they're not really reacting with anything or they're forming positive ions so their reactivity is directly related to how easily they do that does that make sense? Um... It wasn't the... Um... Yeah. You can say no. No, I'm going to say yes on that one. All right, in your own words, just say it back to me. Well, how reactive a metal is, is all about how easily it makes positive ions. Because? Because... (laughs) That shows how game for a laugh it is. How freebie-jeebie its electrons are. Because it has carpool electrons. Run? (laughs) Is this the right direction? It has a carpool of electrons. What? Yeah, it, it 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 pools its electrons. Hey, did With you what? know that put the word pool? It doesn't come from like a pool, like we've dug a pool and put everything in there in the middle. It comes from the French word for chicken. Um, sure. There okay. was a, a game called a poulet, as in French for chicken, where people would bet on chickens racing. And you throw all your money in together, and that's where we get pool from, as in carpool or um, other... (laughs) Jesus, pool. (laughs) Pool your resources, that means chicken your resources. 
Isn't that fun? But it also makes sense as in like a little puddle of money or a pool of money. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that, that, I guess that makes sense because I don't think many of the ancient Brits were, you know, sunning themselves by a swimming pool. No. Yeah. Um, so that's why they are reactive. Yeah? I don't understand what you're saying. Um, they do all the pooling of electrons. Yeah, but if they're doing that, they're just in a metal, aren't they? Yeah. So what have they reacted with? Oxygen. Well, no, because they're in a metal, so they're not <laughs> doing that. Well, I don't know what you're talking about anymore, then. When a metal reacts with something... Yeah. It has to form an ion. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it pooling its electrons. It depends on how reactive it is. <laughs> no, the reactivity <laughs> depends on how easily it forms a positive ion. That's what I said. Yeah, and then I asked why, and then you started talking about it pooling its electrons. Yeah, because if the electrons are pooled, then they're easy to lure away, aren't they? Child catcher style. If you think if everybody's got a one-to-one in a nursery, it's hard to steal a kid. But if you've just put them all in the middle, it's much easier. Yeah, but it's still one-to-one. Oh. In the pool. They're just all in a pool. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a weird analogy, even by my standards. (laughs) You know when you're kidnapping? (laughs) Um, Gosh, well... I don't really understand what you're asking me here. What's the question? Why are they reactive? Do you understand that or why uh, metal's reactivity would be directly related to its tendency to form positive ions? No. The easier it forms an ion, the easier it can react with something because the reactions that a metal goes through are usually it forms ionic bonds with things. What's an ionic bond? Is that a joke? <laughs> I'm going to go let the cat in because. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I hate it when you leave me to think about what I've done. Ron. I'm back, yeah. I feel like you're asking me questions in circles here. Hi, Nyoki. Well, it's because, like. You're saying. How easily they form ions is dependent on how easy they form ionic bonds. Yep. That feels like the same thing. No, an ion doesn't have to form an ionic bond. The thing Isn't it ionic? The reason why it feels like we're going in circles is because with all of these learning things, we're not living in some kind of Simpsons-esque world where things (laughs) reset at the end of each episode. What happens is that we learn something and then the next week, or maybe several weeks later in this case, there will be a new thing that requires the prior knowledge. It's a bit like a series of television where something that happens in episode one or two might affect what happens in episode seven or eight. Or maybe there'll be characters that you've seen never seen before. Yeah, but um, they have those handy bits at the beginning where they say, previously on Real Housewives of New York... Well, that's what kind of what your notebook should be. Oh, uh, it isn't. 
it isn't. Yeah, and then this uh, this brunette lady shows up, but uh, can't really remember who. Is she the mum? I don't know. Um, and then uh, they were on a bus for a bit, but <laughs> don't really know what they were doing on it. Then there'd just be half a page of lies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, listen. Oh. Um, We're just going to move Ionic on. Ionic Bond's the ones on the bus. No. That is a carbon bond. What's a carbon bond? There's no such thing as a carbon bond. <laughs> yes, there is. We did diamonds, and the carbons made a... Put the biscuit down. You're going to hurt your tongue again. You're going to hurt your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of a bond does carbon make? (laughs) I'm starting to feel quite dejected now. No, because I'm really trying. What kind of a bond does carbon make? (laughs) This makes it worse. I wish it was an act. I wish you didn't care. I wish I didn't care. Oh, hang on, I'll look in the book. Have I eaten all the biscuits? Um, it'll be physics, won't it? No, we're doing chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I meant chemistry. I meant chemistry. I meant it. Covalent bond. Yeah. That's a carbon bond. Yeah. Covalent. That's the bus one. Uh, metallic is where they just pull them and all hang around together. Yep. So ionic is the borrowing one? Yeah. Right. Okay. Happens between a metal and a non-metal. Okay, so now go back to the question. What was the question? It was just whether it made logical sense to you that the easier a metal forms a positive ion, the more reactive it is. Oh, yeah, because it means it's got looser electrons. Yeah, so it can give them away to the other Yeah, loads of sense. Because electrons themselves are very reactive. Yeah. So if you can shed those electrons, they're going to go start messing shit up. Yeah. Okay. Now, the metals can be, all metals can be put in what is called the reactivity series with the most reactive metals at the top and the least reactive metals at the bottom. Okay. The oldest metals that we know are the ones that come right at the bottom. Can you think why that is? Things like gold and iron and stuff like that. Um, I guess because they were unreactive, they were more useful to us because we could mould them and use them for stuff. It's like you could heat a sword up and make it into a sword without it exploding and taking your eyebrows off. Exactly, yeah, because things like potassium um, and sodium and stuff like that, they don't tend to exist in... um, in nature. Yeah, they're not real metals. Like, metal is stuff you can make jewellery and 
weapons out of. So they are... that's not true. Strike that from the record. (laughs) No, but do you know what I mean? Like, the more non-reactive a metal is, the more proper metal it is. Yeah. 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 They're not like a traditional metal. Yeah. Shit metals. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Out of the metals that we've talked, like, can you deduce where on the periodic table... Students should be able to deduce. (laughs) Students should be... No, I'm I'm testing you a bit here. Um, Can you deduce where you think, roughly, the most reactive metals are going to be? Group seven. <laughs> Talk me through it. Why do you think that? Because you're Let's always talking about group seven. No, I'm talking about on your periodic table, group 17. <clears throat> well, they're not metals. No, I didn't bring them up. <laughs> um, so you think that manganese, technetium... <laughs> Rhenium and Borium, those are the most <coughs> reactive. No. I think the most reactive one I've heard of is, like, Radium. Why do you, why do you think that? Because it sounds like radioactive. Well, it's radioactive. That doesn't mean it's reactive. Oh, radio-reactive? Um... Sounds like a uh, Imagine Dragons best of. Radio reactive. Um, um, oh, swamp brain. Um, so the lower down they are on the left, the more reactive they are. So the bottom of the bottom left hand corner would be the most reactive ones. Exactly, and why is that? Because they have. It's a bigger gap between their protons and their electrons. Yep, and specifically, each row of the periodic table is... Bigger. What does each row mean? Smaller. Smaller what? I don't know. I don't know, Ron. (laughs) Each row is... Means a shell of electrons, doesn't it? So in the first oh. row, we only we've done this before. In the first row, we've only got hydrogen and helium. There's only two electrons in the first shell. In the second shell, there are eight. Same in the third shell, and then you go down. <laughs> Do you know what, Ron? I actually was confused about rows and columns again. Can we? <laughs> you mean across? <laughs> I mean acrosses, not up and downers. I was like, I haven't got helium on my first row. And I see now a row is an acrosser. A column. Yes, yes. All right, what does a column mean, though? What do you mean? What does a column denote? Uh, 
more electrons. Yeah. So yeah. So everything that's in group two has two electrons in its outermost ring. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. The bottom left corner um, is the most reactive corner. Yeah, francium. I think for some reason that I don't know, cesium is the most reactive metal. Well, this is fucking bullshit then. But I think it might be because francium is francium doesn't exist for very long. I think it might be radioactive. What, where, where does it go? I think it's radioactive. I don't really know what radioactive means. No, we'll get onto it quite soon in physics. I think. Yeah, it's an intensely radioactive metal. Its half-life is only 22 minutes. What's a half-life? Uh, how much time it takes for half of a thing to decay. What a measure. Why would you measure that? <laughs> because with radioactivity... How old are you? 18. I measure birthdays in halves. Mysterious sphinx of a girl. No, you've, you've, you've gravely misunderstood what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. <laughs> so you've got a kilogram of francium. Takes 22 minutes for half of that to go away. How long does it take for it all to go away? 44 minutes. No, because after 44 minutes, only half of what was left has gone away, so you've got a quarter left. Why does always half of it go? Because radioactivity is about probability. It's not, say... Because if it, if it was about, like, half a kilogram per 22 minutes, we'd measure it like that, but we don't. It's a half-life. Half of whatever you have will disappear in 22 minutes. Does it destroy itself? It radioactively decays. That's magical. Yeah, half-lives are how we measure how radioactive... What does decayed francium... What is that, then, when it's decayed francium? What's happened to it? Um, It depends on what type of radiation it emits. Let's have a look, shall we? Yeah. It's the second rarest naturally occurring element. After my smile. It decays into astatine, radium and radon. Hmm. That's where we get the shower gel from. So there's different types of radioactive decay. Um, And yeah, they they all changed what element it is. Uh, But yeah, so after 22 minutes, you've got half of the francium that you used to have. Right. Well, at least you've got half. Yeah, but then after another 22 minutes, you've lost half of that as well. Well, you have to be grateful for what you've got in the moment. (laughs) Um... Right, what else do we need to talk about? Um, oh, I've just sight of myself. I look like a scarecrow. Um, <laughs> you've got a head full of grass. <laughs> talked about before. Um, the non-metals, hydrogen and carbon, are often included in the reactivity series. Right. A more reactive metal can displace a less reactive metal from a compound. Um... Hang on, that feels like something that's going to come up in the quiz. Wait, wait. Um, what was this page? More reactive metal pushes out a less reactive metal. 
because it's more reactive. So it's kind of you can kind of think of it as being sort of more attractive to the thing that they're reacting with. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's probably a good place to leave it before we get into something else bigger. Okay. Well, I think this has been an absolute advertisement for if your child is sick, don't make them go to school. Because, yeah, you might be able to get on the bus and get there, but nothing's going in, buddies. No. It's a waste of everyone's time, including Ron's. Yeah, but, I mean, got to keep topping up the swamp. Keep keep pouring stuff in and then eventually (laughs) something might stick. Yeah, covalent bus, metallic pool, ionic borrowing. Yeah. Right, Ron, this genuinely, I know I say this every time we do a quiz, um, but genuinely it's been like over a month, hasn't it, since we did the lesson? By far the longest it's ever been in between. Yeah, because whilst we're currently in February at the time that this is being poured into your ears, I'm recording it sat next to the remnants of a gingerbread house with an advent calendar that only has days to go. We've had a little break to record the Christmas episodes, so we haven't got the quizzes done. It's been forever ago. There's no fairness involved in quizzing me on this. No, and I, when putting together the quiz um, earlier today, I remember... Yucky, stop that. Um, I remembered how much you hated this <laughs> lesson. Have you got your... Um, uh, have you got your notebook with you? I have. I haven't looked at it yet, in case Good, you wanted because... me to try and remember what's in the lesson. Yeah, first question, as always, can you remember what we studied? I know it was chemistry. Yep, I think I said... uh, No, you know that because I told you we were recording (laughs) physics today. Aha! And from that information, I have deduced that it is chemistry that we are uh, quizzing on. Um, But no, I have no idea. And, And in fairness as well, we also redid that moles episode in between recording this episode and doing this quiz. Um, And that was chemistry too, so I can't be expected to remember. Uh, Was it quantitative chemistry? Nope. Was it? Is it raining in Brussels? It is. That's a lot of people with a uh, mark on their bingo (laughs) sheet. Yeah, that's gnocchi's in. Uh, Gnocchi's in the raining. Fuck off, Ron. There we go. That's... Um, what else have we done with chemistry? Oh, was it the one where they're all in little families? And they all behave different ways in their families? Reactivity. If that's what that's called. They had similar traits if they were on a seesaw with an acid. Yep. Yeah, that's part of it, yeah. Uh, is that a point? Uh, this isn't part of the quiz. That's just how we start oh. the quiz. Oh. Do you know what's annoying as well is that we're going to do an episode after this and then we're having Christmas break and a little holiday. So it's going to be another month before that quiz. So this is just two quizzes in a row I'm going to absolutely eat mud on. <laughs> um, OK, right, let's jump into the quiz. So there is one, two, three... <laughs> 
five. Oh, here's a feature you should all have in your bingo. Ron just counts for a while in his Um, adding up world. Shush now. Um, Five points on offer. First question. What is a functional group? I think a functional group is a column on the periodic table where they have similar behavioural properties in that group. Uh-uh. Oh. No, no, I'm afraid. Um, no, so a functional group is a... Um, do you remember we were likening it to, I think, um, attachments for your KitchenAid or something that you can put on a molecule and then that bit of the molecule reacts the same no matter which molecule it's on? No. No, that's fine. <laughs> Question number two. What's the difference between oxidation and reduction? Um... <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, they don't sound like they're similar at all. I'd say reduction is where you do a experiment and something leaves the compound of molecules <laughs> and a re- and oxidation is when oxygen gets added to a molecule covalent bond. Sorry, I wasn't listening for the first bit. Did you say that again? Reduction is where something leaves a substance. And oxidation is? Where oxygen adds itself, like um, Okay, rust. Okay, with that in mind, with the answer that you've given for oxidation, do you want to be more specific with the answer that you're giving for reduction? Oh, if this is that reduction is when oxygen leaves, then call it oxiduction. Don't call it reduction. Oxidation and oxiduction, that is the way to do that, science. Um, well, no, for reasons that are, like, A-level. Um, but you're going to say it? Didn't I just say it? Oxygen leaves. No, you said if, if that's oxygen that leaves, and then oh, you, tried to, you tried to tell science how to do it better. <laughs> Because, um, obviously, um, you know, Albert Einstein was standing on the shoulders of giants and you're just kind of squatting in the corner shouting about the terminology. (laughs) God, you're sassy. You need a holiday, mate. Um, Um, Right, question number three. So basically I'm right. Say it so that I can put the ding noise in. You're right. Thank you. And... Number three, what do you get when you react copper oxide and carbon? Does it go green? Oh, no. <laughs> copper dioxide. Copper... Copper... Carbon copper oxide. Copper carbon oxide. Carbon copper... Car- <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to have a think. <laughs> Uh, another one for the bingo charts. Don't just say things. <laughs> what was it? Carbon, copper and oxygen. No, it's copper oxide copper and oxide. carbon. Yucky. You're being a problem. It's unprofessional. Copper oxide and carbon. Um, hmm. Do you get copper? Copper and carbon dioxide. Yes! Yes! Well done, Laura. 
Um, not so swampy today. Um, all right. I don't May- remember that, but I worked it out and had a good guess. Yes. I didn't oh. work it out, that's not fair to say, but I had a good guess. Because what's... Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, gnocchi. That's exciting. She's really got her bum hole in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> they formed a tube. Um, <laughs> you are like one of those cells in a phloem. Laura, what is a way that... Two ways, name me two ways that a metal can oxidise. Um, so it can rust, which is like it forms like a crust with oxygen on the surface of it. And then maybe when it burns, is that oxidising? Well, yeah, because burning is just reacting with oxygen in the air, isn't it? Yeah, with something as a catalyst to, like, make it Not go. always. Oh, OK. Then, yeah, I would say burning and rusting. Some metals you can just set fire to. Yeah, so that's two marks. So I think in Tutu... One, two, three, four. Four out of five marks, Laura. Oh, my God. I am so happy with that. Considering the break, uh, that is just about the best thing in the whole world. Yeah, you were lucky that I leave for a 17-hour flight tomorrow because if I'd put more time into the... I could have um, could have come up with some trickier stuff. But I, I was impressed with your deductions considering that I assume none of that came from memory. No, and looking at the notes now, you wouldn't even know that that was off that stuff. This is all about ions. Um, oh, that does say oxidation. But that says oxidation equals reduction. So I don't know if that's real. <laughs> Uh, and then I've put covalent bus, metallic pool, ionic borrowing, which, pff, no idea. Well, well done, me. Let's not question how it happened. Let's just accept my genius and move on. Let's celebrate your successes. Yes. Hooray. Well, Ron, that episode was what it was. Was the Woodlice chat good? We'll never that- know. That episode happened. Hey. They just listened to it. It all happened in your ear. Um, going back a few episodes, because we got a message from Squirrels um, on the theme of Raggedy from a couple of episodes back. And Squirrels said they'd never heard of Raggedy, but their childhood terror was the big, bad Banksia men from Snugglepot and Cuddle Pie. Ron, click this link that I've put in the notes and have a look at the big, bad Banksia men. Hang on, I'm I'll put this in the show notes as well so you can have a look. But Ugh. it's sort of like a horrible hairy peanut with human legs coming at the bottom, dangling a baby by its leg and holding a rock in the other hand like it's about and to a, smash the baby up. And a sideways vagina half the way up. Yeah, absolutely horrible. So thank you, squirrels, for sending us that, Ron. Imagine that kissing raggedy. Oh. Maybe that's maybe there's a sexual dimorphism, and that's one gender of the species, and and raggedy's the other one. It's really horrible. Ooh. So yeah, Here I mean, it goes. seems to be this an Australia thing. Are any of our other Australian listeners um, very scared of the big bad Banksia men? I do like that it just says they saw a terrible thing. Yeah, but is that? Oh no! If I scroll down a little bit, it's dangling the baby over a hole in the floor. Oh, did you not see that? No. Yeah. Here he here he goes. This is the end of him, it says. Oh, God. Horrid. Oh, no, there's another one of running away with the baby. Uh, 
enough of this. Yeah, so there Class we go. Class dismissed. Yeah. We'll see you next week for another episode of Wonderful Lax Education. Class dismissed, you snuggle pot cuddle pies.